Hey, St. Clair. Um, we wanted to take just a little bit of time to talk to you about the sabbatical that Matt is going to be going on. And um, we've been talking about this over the course of the year, but we haven't yet had a chance to kind of unpack um, it in more detail. So we're hoping this video comes to you to answer maybe some of your questions um, and to let you know what you can be praying for Matt over the next little while. So as we had announced, Matt is going on sabbatical um, starting in January for four months. So January to April, the end of April, 2021. Um, and he actually has a few weeks of vacation left from this year. So it actually means that as of December 13th, uh, we are releasing him into a season of rest. On that Sunday, we are planning to have at least some of us uh, in the Ryerson Sanctuary, um, but we'll also be online, and we encourage you to join us. We're going to take time to pray for Matt and Jen and the kids and bless them as they step into this season together. Yeah, we want to speak to what sabbatical is and what it's not. Um, we've used that term um, in a few different ways uh, within our community. Traditionally, a sabbatical is uh, for someone in academia or the clergy where they've served for seven years and then they take, you know, like a three month to maybe as long as a year um, paid leave in order to be a break from the usual requirements to then sort of re-enter again, um, having both a rest and sometimes work on other projects that don't get attention in the usual day-to-day -day life. Uh, in our case, in, in the case of St. Clair, we've um, used sabbatical to describe two different things. You've heard us use the word um, to talk about the rest, uh, intentional break that we've given our leadership team after they've served after a certain duration of time. We've built in a, a year break that would allow them to step back from their responsibilities and then after a year they, they could reintegrate. Uh, and we've been talking about sabbatical in relation to Matt. Um, we'll, Matt will maybe highlight it in some different ways, but there's a uh, a wonderful and odd reality of being of doing this clergy thing of being a paid vocational minister of the gospel in some ways to say to be like a professional christian like it just it means like you uh the demands of work are unique and um uh, the timing for Matt to have a paid leave, like a full break from the day-to-day -day work, um, felt um, very important and timely. Uh, so the, Matt, the history for Matt is that uh, some of you have been part of this journey. He is pastoring a grindstone in Waterdown uh, and then was a part of planting St. Clair and for a time was pastoring both Water or Grindstone and St. Clair in its early days, and then um, has been carrying on a full-time responsibility with St. Clair through every single day that St. Clair has existed. Uh, and knowing that um, for an exceptionally long time, Matt has carried an unusual, or not an unusual, an exceptional amount of work. Um, it was in 2017. Do I have that right, Matt? 16. 16. Yeah, that uh, we knew at that stage, Matt was actually 
well past a seven year mark at that stage for a sabbatical, but given the life of the community and what we could and couldn't do, um, he was able to take two months over the summertime. Um, but we always knew that that actually wasn't a sufficient break in the way that he deserved and the way that we wanted to honor Matt and his family. And so it's been an ongoing conversation for a few years now to say, oh, there's still some time owed uh, as a well-deserved break for Matt. Uh, and so for us to talk now about sabbatical, that's actually been a specific conversation our leadership team has had for the last year and a half, two years of planning and, and knowing that this was um, a necessary and important thing. So Matt now is looking at uh, four months ahead of him of sabbatical after two months a number of years ago, which would be six months over what is about a 14-year span so that's he's still actually not given the time that uh, that he has deserved in some respects but um that's that's where we kind of find ourselves right now in talking about sabbatical for matt at this stage yeah so as dave said this has been a part of um the leadership team's conversation and prayer and discernment and the timing has kind of jumped around because as we all know covid um, and so it's not at all a response to COVID or a life event for Matt. It's, it's in response to the work and the, that Matt has done in the way that he has poured out his life, um, over the last 14 years. Um, but Matt, we wanted to ask you in the midst of the chaos of this year, um, and all the things that are swirling and changing, why is now the time a sabbatical for a sabbatical for you? Yeah, that's a thanks, Ames. That's a good question. Slight um, one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think you've both alluded to. It's not something that's just kind of appeared one day, and I came in and said I think I need a sabbatical. It's been an ongoing conversation that I think myself and each of us have had with the leadership team, which for me has been a bit of a, I would call it like a move of the spirit or what God's been kind of doing in my own heart and mind. When Sinclair was planted, to be totally honest, I mean, I've joked about this in the early days, you kind of ex hope to get through one year and at the end of it go, we still exist, like we're still a church. Like you don't set out with any sense of expectation. No one thinks of building facility policy and you know all the huge budgets you need you just like we want to follow jesus in the sherman neighborhood and pray and just be a community and so that's the vision we set out with to be this family on mission and and god in his amazing grace just seemed to um just grow our community in so many ways none of it was you know I mean, you know Sinclair well. We didn't have like wall charts and plans and like spreadsheets and flow charts. This is how we're going to do this. We're going to take over the world. It was, we're just trying to follow Jesus faithfully in the Sherman neighborhood. But as it grew, there was just a real realization that things were starting to grow beyond our expectation. So in that stage of asking, Lord, what does this mean? And through some of the growth, again, in God's grace, he allowed us to be in touch with other communities uh, outside of Sinclair where we started to get invited into conversations with other networks of churches or other churches to say, hey, could you share some of your learning with us about some of the things God has kind of done in your community? And, um, and so I think for a little while, there's been a bit of a shift 
in my heart of saying, how do I do both well? I deeply love St. Clair and our family are intertwined. We live in the neighborhood. There's so much of what we've given our lives to and still feel called to, to be part of St. Clair. But there's also this growing reality of being, I would maybe say pulled in different directions. And so trying to honor that and say, God, is this just me doing too much outside? Or is this actually a sense of what your spirit is trying to do? And so I think there's been a sense of a shifting for a bit of a season of, oh, I think I need to pay attention to some of these things that are outside of St. Clair, because I think that's where God's leading me to help some of the communities and give um, support to them. But probably for a season, it was doing St. Clair full-time pastoring and trying to add that on top. And that was maybe, oh, there's been the shift of realizing, oh, I think, um, I need to step into some of these things, but that obviously means I can't do exactly what I was doing before and pastor St. Clair in the way I have been. I mean, in the early days, it was me kind of half three quarter time while doing Grindstone. Like that was the reality, probably the first two and a bit years of St. Clair, maybe even into the third year, that was our reality. And now obviously the community's grown. We have amazing staff and interns. And so yeah, it's, it's been a shift of the heart. And so ironically, we'd planned to have a sabbatical earlier in 2020, COVID hit. So I think in prayer, there was not a sense that we should put that on hold. It was maybe more a sense of we should just move the timing. Yeah, and it's, it's worth noting, actually being quite clear to say, Matt has never asked um, or sought out the leadership to say, I need a sabbatical, I want a sabbatical, I'm owed a sabbatical. It's actually been others on behalf of Matt saying, oh, we actually think to honor Matt and for to see, to see transformation happen in his life that is for his benefit and the benefit of our community. We don't like to run our people into the ground, whether that's, you know, paid or volunteer, like it's actually really important to us that we're learning to live healthy lives. Um, and so, yeah, this is not something that um, Matt has ever asked for. It was, it was others on behalf of Matt saying, I think this is important. Um, and it reflects our value of rest. Sabbath is, has always been one of St. Clair's values and we want to model that um, at all levels. And, and so we want to be able to create sustainability. Um, and what we've heard Matt say is that there's a, there's a current reality where he is, is being pulled in different directions and being invited and asked for wisdom. Um, so Matt, does your pulling or you being pulled, does that change St. Clair in any way? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, some of that is just this sense of, um, as I said, there's always been a tension for me of deeply loving the community, but also recognizing things do change. And that's really hard. Um, Jen and I were talking the other day about how our lives are just so intertwined with St. Clair. Like we live in the neighborhood and we'll talk about it later, but going on sabbatical when you live, close to half of the people who are part of your community. And Dave and Amy will attest to this, like when you pastor, there are just not lines that you can draw in the same way, not because you don't need boundaries and health and space, but because 
your community is so part of who you are. So it's never a normal like, oh, I'll just check out because I'll separate myself from this. You know, you're in many ways, I'd use the language, you're always on call. Um, you try and have a good Sabbath to your week. You want to rest. But in many ways, you're on call because, yeah, your role is to be a, a priest to the community you're called to serve in. And so that's kind of been life over the last season. Um, but I think it, you also recognize that all communities go through shifts and change over time. I was talking to a friend who's really, really wise. He's a leader of a network of churches. And he said, oh, Matt, every seven years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, there's cycles that organizations and churches go through. And he said, I'm not saying what should happen, but just pay attention to that because that seems about right. And so I think it'll mean a shift for St. Clair because it seems like this is the right season to change. Not because I feel tired of St. Clair, I still have huge passion for it, but because I sense God is leading me into some new areas. So that will mean the day-to-day pastoral reality that I've carried just has to look different because it actually would be a disservice to the community to try and juggle too many things because there's ways I just can't pastor and it would be unfair to people at St. Clair to do that while trying to do some of these other things. Um, So that is how it will look different. That's some of the things I was doing before that people would know of me because I was kind of the first pastor at the start. They just have to change. I think for St. Clair to be healthy and then for me to do some of the things I sense God's called me to. Yeah, these changes for us uh, in terms of the timing are not in reaction to COVID. This has actually been growing and building and evolving. And it's, a, it's a, a constant conversation for us behind the scenes is trying to um, see really well kind of where we're at and where we need to go. That's a work that's never done for us. Uh, and we're going to point to this a few times, but we're going to have a, a second video that's going to try to give a more clear picture of the organizational reality of St. Clair to say this is where we're at and this is where we hope to go because we realize, we appreciate that, um, you know, we're alluding to um, uh, for Matt specifically, you know, a workload that, that's been quite demanding, um, but yet probably a lot of people are like, well, but what, what does a pastor even do? Like there's still this ambiguous reality. And so we, we want to name that a little bit better for us uh, as well as we can. Some of that we're going to do in a video to follow. Um, but what the timing um, in the way in which the timing has been good for us is that we knew uh, structurally we needed to make shifts because what worked for 30 people does not work for 300 plus people. And I think we all know that, but you kind of play catch up on feeling your way into that reality and accepting that reality. Um, And COVID has been a help insofar as it's forced our hand to work and think creatively. And for us to think and dream about the future, um, we're not looking at what has been and saying, well, how do we just force our way into the same thing that has been and keep that going forward? There's actually a sort of a new I think creativity to say, oh, maybe, maybe there's lots of pieces that change for us going forward. This is one in terms of Matt's um, position, we knew would be shifting, uh, but it's a curious thing in terms of how it um, fits in light of other changes right now, which we'll speak to more on a second video. Yeah, and I think I'd wanna just 
say one other thing that Dave, which which I think you've done really well is maybe uh, a DNA and who we've always feel called to be that just doesn't change, but how we live that out changes. I know we've used the idea of growing up as a child, like you're, you know, you still have this DNA of who you are, but how you look as you grow up just, just change. And that's actually natural and normal. And so I think for us, it's trying to pay attention to that and say, oh, we'll always be a community that is here to um, make disciples of Jesus by living as a family on mission. That remains the way that looks just has to, as you said, Dave, look different. I mean, some of us will remember we were 30 of us in a church basement. Someone bring a guitar, someone would bring some juice, and that's what we did. And then you realize, oh, God has uh, evolved this thing as we do. And so things naturally need to change. And how do we maybe in some ways grieve some of the things because we recognize, oh, things do look different, but also celebrate that God is doing something different. Um, let's kind of highlight a few more things for us. Um, uh, the, some questions that people may have is saying, well, okay, we get it in terms of um, the importance of a sabbatical happening format, but why not wait till COVID's over or why not wait till the summertime? Like why do it now in January? Like where in the church calendar of things that's, that's right in the middle of a usual um, time when everything's kind of up and running, so to speak. Uh, and uh, I don't know if someone wants to speak to that or if I can highlight that for us. Yeah, I can speak to that because I, sure. um, I think if I think some of it is in a normal year, which <laughs> is imagine COVID isn't going on there's a sense of this is kind of right in the heart of a year that's happening in the life of the church. And if I took a break in the summer, it'd be almost easy because so many people are gone and summer rhythms are different for us to say, Oh well, yeah, I know Matt was gone, but it probably didn't impact the community in the same way if I was gone, but going in the middle of the year, I was gonna say, hopefully people will notice I'm not there, but you know what I'm trying to say, like not being present as much people recognize, Oh, there's actually a shift that's taking place so for us that's actually been very intentional whereas if i took time in the summer it's just easier to not notice that in quite the same way and what we do want to recognize is no there is a bit of a change taking place and um yeah i think to tie into that i was going to say earlier um what we also notice in change is just we see that consistent in the biblical narrative i think that's an important part so when change happens and leadership transitions in different ways that is just part of the story of what god is doing and continues to do and so it felt like to do it now would make sense and the other thing i wanted to say is this is from matt to sinclair and i love you dearly sinclair's in really good hands and i'd, I'd want to say that pretty strongly pastorally i look at this screen uh, i look at our leadership team i was sat in a meeting recently with the leadership team and i just looked around the room and those on the screen and i just thought Oh, God has been exceptionally kind to us. We have really good leadership. We have great staff and interns. And so, um, I mean, we're in ultimately in great hands because the church is Jesus's and he's building it. But the people he's asked to help lead Sinclair with him are just great people. So in many ways, I, uh, 
yeah, it just feels a jo- one of the great joys is to be able to go, oh man, like Sinclair will grow and, you know, in many ways be better because of the people who are serving this community. So I just want to commend them to you and um, I'll do everything I can to continue. Otherwise, I would not be trans. You know, in many ways I'd be like, oh no, we should stick around. But in so many ways, it feels the right time to be thinking about this. Well, thanks, I love you, David. Yeah. And we love you too. <laughs> so Matt, I know that the burning question of many people in our community is going to be, so what are you going to do for four months? So what are you going to do for four months? <laughs> uh, my wife joked, she was like, well, the first month you're going to sleep. And catch yes. a bunch of Praise sleep. the Lord. Um, so yeah, definitely rest. Uh, I was talking to a friend at lunchtime, actually, who we were saying that in Ruth Haley Barton, she has this amazing um, kind of self-evaluation you can take of asking, where am I? Do I need some rest? Do I need to take a break? It's for everyone can take that. And one of the lines is, um, how much am I take caring, taking care of my human needs? Is actually a line. And I think if I'm really honest, and this is a moment of confession, that's not always been good for me. I've almost at times put all the stuff of pastoring ahead of some of my own. I think Jen and my spiritual director have been good at saying, oh, maybe this is a season for you because you don't primarily think of yourself first. You try and think of so many other pieces. So actually to yeah, take some rest. And then along with that, I think um, some is just to prayerfully discern with some of these opportunities that have come my way. So there's actually some concrete opportunities of networks or organizations saying, would you give us a day a week? And we would love to uh, maybe even compensate you for that. Or would you give us time during your week to help coach some church planters or leaders. And so it's actually to discern which of those things I should be taking some time to do. Um, I've also had a sense of learning some more about spiritual direction. I don't fully know what that takes, but that's been an evolution over the last few years working with my spiritual director of Brenda saying, Matt, I think there's something in this that is a bit of a call for you. Um, And then one of the last things is, uh, over the years, I've done a lot of things where I've had the opportunity to share some of what we've done. But at the moment, on my computer is in so many random. This will be surprised when you know me. There's so many random files Not and all enough. over the place, and it's on how do you do the inner life of a leader, missional discernment, how to build a leadership team in a church, how to pay attention to prayer in the community, all kind of all these random pieces. And actually, I feel like I'd love to take some time to maybe make that more cohesive and write that down and bring it together in more of a, um, almost like some written work that I'd love to bring together. Um, So yeah, I think that's also something I would love to do. And I've just not really had the time. So much happens and it's so fast paced that to take the time to steep in that and ask, oh, what would I like to pull together that maybe I could share later on with people in communities. So good. And so what does that mean? for your availability by email or phone? Um, I, the hardest part, for those who know me well, I love people. So I'd love to say, oh, just get a hold of me. I will be unavailable. And uh, I hear my family's voice saying, yes, dad, Matt, this will be great. So uh, I'll be unavailable uh, to uh, Sinclair in this season by email or phone. Um, And I should say the caveat to that is 
part of this season is spending time with family. That actually feels a deep call for me. Our children are getting older. Just as a teenager, Benjamin Faith are getting older. And probably, I've always tried to do the best job of being an at-home present dad, but that feels really important. So to give them my number one focus and attention and Jen feels deeply important. So I will be unavailable for, um, yeah, this season. For four months. Yeah. yeah. And I think we also wanted to say that because of all of the blurry lines and, um, you know, all of that that we have already mentioned in this video, it does mean that we won't see you on a Sunday, should we be gathering in person and um, to give you that space to draw some clear lines um, of rest. Yeah. Yeah, and often people, when they do sabbaticals, it's an opportunity for them to get away in order to create the buffer of what the demands of everyday life is. And um, it's it would be hard for Matt and Jen and their family to anticipate having that opportunity given COVID. So it is, it's unique for them to still be planted at home, um, but trying to switch gears in a, in a very definitive way. So we want to honor that. We don't, I mean, half of us know where they live. We don't want to walk by their house and kind of peer in the window and, you know, Matt, they're, they're going to be okay. Uh, and it's not because um, Matt becoming unavailable uh, is in no way an indication of like him not caring. It's actually quite the opposite. He has cared so much that there needs to be something on his behalf to give him space to care for himself and his family. So uh, it's really important to us that we honor that. Um, that's a, it's a way that we love Matt in the midst of this, um, is just doing it from afar. Um, uh, you know, maybe one more or just you know, final couple of things for us is, you know, the questions that we need to ask. Okay, so Matt, you're transitioning for four months. Uh, Amy, Dave, like, does that mean you're just uh, dropping everything you're doing? You're just filling Matt's shoes? It's like, uh, no. So we've actually, um, for the last like six months specifically, but, but longer than that, we've been working towards this. Um, and that means, um, we haven't been uh, overextending Matt in these days and trying to like squeeze out every last drop and then be like, okay, see ya. And then we'll pick up the pieces when he's gone. We've, we've structurally, we've been moving things along the way so that upon Matt's return, he's not actually going to come back to the role that he leaves. Like things uh, are looking different and it means, Amy and I will keep on in roles that we've been growing into and there will be some shift with that, but, but we've already been on a course of um, redefining who does what. And that's where a second video is gonna be more helpful to draw that out for us and, and speak to that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's by design that there's not like a Matt Pamplin void you know, in the midst of his four months and then we're just trying to fill it. Um, it means actually there's just things that are shifting and it's gonna look different looking ahead. I don't know if anyone else wants to kind of add comment to that. No, Matt Pamlin Void sounded weird. So I'm gonna leave that one for a long time. <laughs> so our, our encouragement to everyone would be to encourage Matt 
and Jen and to bless them and to do that before December 13th. I mean, they don't, um, they still exist after December 13th, but um, they will be hidden and a bit more out of sight. And like we're saying, not really available um, uh, once they're able to step into that time of rest. So uh, we would love to send them off with as much encouragement and blessing as possible. Matt does not have the time uh, to meet with everyone. I mean, that's a challenge in and of itself in a normal week of COVID. That's an impossibility, you know, with only days now before he's switching off. So as much as he would love to see everyone and, and respond and spend an afternoon with each and every one of you, that that's not possible. We're just, um, but Matt, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and so please don't hesitate to do that. Um, I think that's all for now. So look for a second video from us. Um, if we have um, missed something along the way that felt like it was an important question in regards to what this sabbatical means for St. Clair, we're happy for your feedback and for that to be a conversation. We want this to be as helpful as possible. Matt, you want the final word? Oh, um, yeah, like Amy said, I mean, hopefully nothing catastrophic happening. So I <laughs> will come back and um, I think it's a weird one because it is sabbatical. So I'll be returning, but it's, uh, I've often said like pastoring Sinclair has been one of the joys and privileges of my life. And so it feels, a, it feels right. Like all of this feels right. There's been a definite sense that as I've prayed, oh yeah, this feels the right thing. Um, but it's it's an interesting season and there's almost a, a sense of uncertainty um, just for me personally as I try and weigh up what God might be saying. But yeah, this is St. Clair's privilege and a joy and to work with the staff and leadership team we have at St. Clair. I was saying to Ames yesterday that um, yeah, sometimes you need to take a step back to go, oh yeah, this is a beautiful thing to be part of. And even the way the leadership team have worked with me to graciously give me this time there's so much about wanting to be a community that loves Jesus and follows Jesus and for people to be healthy in these rhythms as they follow Jesus so um it it'll be weird it will totally be strange <laughs> I can say that but it um yeah this community means a lot and so I will be praying I am allowed to pray for you even if I'm not seeing you all the time so we'll definitely be doing that a lot um, in this season cool I guess thanks for coming, Fee, but I'll close it out. And um, some kind of benediction thing, I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, St. Clair. Bye.